Food and body image issues aren't just some random battle that you've gotten stuck in. It's a deliberate agenda of your enemy, Satan, who wants to pull you down and hold you back from the fullness of the purpose and calling on your life. If you're not fighting with any spiritual weapons yet, now is a great time to invite Jesus into the battle and take back the territory God has already won. Welcome to the Old School Food Freedom Podcast, brought to you by your friends at Finding Balance. I'm your host, Chrissy Kirkman. On this show, we kick it as old school as it gets with how God created us to live free from dieting, food rules, and body shame. Ready to replace the old soundtrack of cultural lies with biblical truth? Let's start with this. You don't have to be trapped by food struggles. You were created to be free. God adores you and wants you to experience the fullness of life without body hatred or bondage to dieting. The time is now to take a step toward the life you were created for. We're so glad you're here with us today. Let's get into today's episode. Oh my gosh, Amia, it is about time. I am so happy that you're finally on the show. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited and nervous all at the same time, right? (laughs) Nervous. Girl, we're going to have some fun here in this new year. How is it that we have entered another new year, 2024? It's crazy. It up. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because it literally feels like we were just welcoming in 2023. Yes. It always feels that way. When it, I don't know if it'll ever stop really because time just seems to fly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's wild because I was talking to someone just as we were getting closer towards the holidays and she likened it to the fact that she had just had a baby in March and now her baby's about to be a year. And she's like, What? Like, you know what I mean? She said, I was just on maternity leave and my daughter's about to be a year. I liken it to the fact that my baby is about to graduate college. And I remember starting 2023, like, oh, this is her last year. She's class of 2024. And here it comes. It's like just a few months away. And I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the internal processing is real. (laughs) It's real. It's a real thing. It's a whole thing, as my daughter would say. (laughs) It's a whole thing for sure. Hey, friends, let me tell you about my friend, Amia Freeman. She's a leading expert in group and personal fitness, nutritional and lifestyle modification, and spiritual growth. As a Christ-centered wellness healthy lifestyle, and trauma-informed trainer and specialist, aka Clarity Coach. Her goal is to help you adjust your focus and find the inner peace that Christ gives you so that you can have the outer strength to live your life unapologetically. Having presented at many events and venues, Amia is committed to bringing life-transforming resources that help you recognize and adopt the truth that freedom is real. It is real. It's possible. Uh, Bridging the gap between faith and fitness is the why behind Amia's passion. She is also a wife and a mother to three young adult children. Yes. Okay, Amia, we're going to talk like obviously old school food freedom podcast. And you know that we start our show kicking it off with an old school item or experience that you miss from back in the day. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say. 
So first of all, let me just say it was hard to pick just one that I really, really missed. <laughs> right. So like it, it doesn't fall in any kind of category of like the best thing that I miss the most. But the the old school thing that I miss a lot is paper dolls. Do you remember paper so dolls? Sweet. I forgot about paper yes, dolls. Right. Like paper dolls, like with the perforated edges and like the outfits that had the tabs at the top that you could like change their clothes. And my mom was an artist and one of her best friends was an artist. And so they would pull out construction paper, just like regular kids construction paper. And they would draw these funky like 60s, 70s, um, oh. outfits for our dolls that like wouldn't, these weren't outfits that you would find in the actual like book that you would buy. Yeah. And I just, I miss that. Like when I was really oh. thinking through it, I'm like, yeah, paper dolls. Cause I was going to say Barbie, but like Barbie still exists. Right. I yeah, could go get right. a Barbie. Um, it's paper dolls. And we were like, we were really poor. So like if we got a set of paper dolls, like we had to share them, my sister and I. And, and so my mom was like, well, let's just make you clothes. And I like, I'm like, now I need to go find them. I'm sure they're somewhere, right? Like on Etsy or Amazon or something. No, like not mine. I wish I could find mine, but I mean, like, I'm sure someone has recreated them. Right. Oh, for sure. Etsy is the place. Yeah. yeah. Like you now, I'm like that. that's. I'm gonna pull up some nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, and you can style them. Your your colors. You can just yeah. design, make it like the essence of you. And I, what I right. really love about that story is that yours were custom. Yours were designer special right. from your family. So if you still had those, wow, that would have that would be that would be something so cool you could frame. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I'm like, man. And like, like a when you have them, you know, like when you have them, you don't know to save no. them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you right. don't know. Because I would have totally saved them for my daughter, and then she could have saved them for her daughter. Even though my oh. daughter wasn't a, she wasn't a paper doll type daughter, but she was very creative. So I think she would have, you know, she would have loved Mm -hmm. that side of it. But now that she's older, maybe that's something I can introduce her to. Yeah. That's so sweet. I love that. That's a great, (laughs) that is a great throwback. No one has said that. I I always like, as we keep recording new episodes, just to hear what other people will say. And we've rarely had duplicates, maybe a couple of times. People love those trapper keepers. Oh, yes. Yes. Trapper, wow! I know. I forgot about trapper. Keepers. I can smell them just when I say the word, <laughs> right. and you can hear the plastic, Velcro, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was no being quiet in class. Right. You got to get in your trapper keeper. Right. So sweet. Oh, so good. Yeah. So today's episode, right? We are. We have started another new year. You're probably feeling some type of pressure to lose weight, change your body, eat differently, move differently, some way to get smaller, wear different clothes. There's so many pressures mm-hmm. that the enemy uses through diet culture and goal setting. Goal setting isn't the worst thing in the world. It, here's the thing. I am like in the space of, I, I have been in a space of like, when you move, how do you move out of diet culture and take back 
some of the territory, all the territory that the enemy has taken from us Hmm. through things like food, just moving your body and and gentle nutrition, Mm -hmm. like diet culture can't have food. Like they, they can't have nutritional foods. Um, I don't even know if that makes sense, but it's like taking back, like eating, eating nutritional foods is not bad. Moving your body is not bad. And it doesn't have to be regimented and structured and rule setting. There's a grace, there's a freedom. And, and I don't know, just this episode is going to be a little more free where we're just going to see where the Holy Spirit takes us. I really want to see where the Holy Spirit takes us when we're talking about territory take back. We're taking back territory that God has already won, but the enemy's trying to steal from our individual lives. Amen. Amen. I like as you were talking, um, I was thinking about my own goals because typically around November, I start looking at my goals for the year to come. And and it's not because like I am that organized. It's because it's slightly because I'm slightly anxiety driven of like, okay, here's where I quote unquote should be at this Mm -hmm. point in the year. Here's what I should be planning for the new year. Right. And no shoulding on ourselves because shoulding equals shaming. Right. And if we start setting goals that are shame based, we're living a life that we think someone else expects us to live, not living according to what genuinely gives us joy, what genuinely lights up our soul, what genuinely connects to the way God designed us, right? And there are a lot of us that don't really know what is it that brings me joy? What is it that I would love to do? Like the old saying of like, if money were not a problem, what would you be doing, right? Or if, you know, if you were doing what you wanted to do when you were a kid, what would you be doing? Well, I'm not doing anything like what I thought I was going to be doing as a kid. So let's, <laughs> let's just back that one up. Right. <laughs> but it's ter- in terms of the goal setting, you know, when I look at like November, so I'll back up for a second and look at, you know, November, 2023. If I look at my, I use a goal planner, there were probably three or four months where no activity happened that my daily life and my coming and going was checking off to-do lists or making progress, quote, you know, quote unquote, on my goals, probably a good three or four months. And in November, I sat there and looked at my goals from the beginning of 2023. And I asked God, what do you want me to do with these? And he said, what do you want to do with them? Which was the kindest thing he could possibly mm. ask, right? And And when he asked me, I kind of like swallowed a bucket of tears that he would be so mindful of me. Yeah. Right. To be so mindful to say like, what is it that you really desire? What do you want? And so I went down my list of goals and had a whole conversation with him on these are goals that I have had since 2015. Mm. And every year since 2015, he invites me to go back to the list and 
see what he says. Is this a goal that carries over for the next year? Is this a goal that he wants to fine tune because it was too vague and he wants to really get to the root of why was that your goal? Right. What do you want to do that for? Is it to bring me glory? Is it so that you can get some kind of accolades or recognition? If, if like one of my goals is move, just, just move. General. So general. General. Right. And I used to be like, that's so vague. He's like, no, that's just, it's kind to yourself. It's not rigid and deconstructing and shaming. It's giving you the grace and freedom where it says in the gospels that if you're burnt out, and I'm going to say on religion, because sometimes we can make movement a religion, right? Uh, If you're burnt out on the way and the how and the why and the where and the what, come away with me and I'll show you the unforced rhythms of grace, Mm. right? And so to move out of a space of grace versus a have to, but a get to, it frees me up to move my body in any way, shape, or form, whether it be today, I'm just going to move through my house and hang up pictures that I never hung up, or I'm going to move through my house and like take it all in, or I'm going to take a walk around my neighborhood. One day I took a walk around, we moved into a new community and I walked around the neighborhood just to take in the blessing of this neighborhood. Sweet. And it was so kind. And the Holy Spirit, I heard him really clear. I didn't plug in a podcast or no music. No, no I had my phone with me just, you know, for safety's sake, but I wasn't recording it on Instagram. <laughs> like I, I just went for a walk and I didn't go with the intention of I'm going to go and I'm going to hear the Lord and he's going to preach a sermon over me and I'll come back and put it in a book. It, I just walked. I just walked, right? And so he's been telling me whatever goals that I want to set, would I be willing to sit with him, see what he has to say about the goal, and then let him guide me, right? Mm -hmm. And I was listening to um, a clip from the If Gathering podcast a couple of weeks ago um, with Jill Briscoe. And and I want to say it's from like the 2018 if gathering. And she said, um, she had this conversation. I'm totally paraphrasing what she said, but she had this conversation with the Holy spirit. And he said to her, would you be willing to go? And she said, she sat down with him in the seat of her soul, which is like that deep, deep place where potentially nobody else has access to it. Right. She sat down with him in the deep part of her soul and said, and he said to her, would you be willing to go if you were not sure that I was with you, but you know that I sent you? Would you be willing to go with just the courage? And she said, yes, I'll go. And she said, and at that moment, the obedience released this level of trust and knowing. And again, I'm paraphrasing what she shared, but this is how, this is what I got from it of like, if I'm willing to come and have a conversation with God, he's never going to not answer me. And even if he says to me, where are you? Right. Yeah. Like he will take us back to the garden, right? Where are you? In that goal, in, you know, in, in moving, where are you? 
right? One of my goals is live. Just L-I-V-E, not live till whatever or live to whatever, but just live. Come like come alive. Come alive. Ooh, yes. Right? Don't just survive and don't just get by. Don't just like be still and know, but being still doesn't mean do nothing. It means actively participate in the work that God has called you to do, whatever season that might be, whether it's being out in the marketplace and being on a platform or whether it's being in the spaces that feel mundane, like live in it. Mm-hmm. Don't just be there. Right. Um, and he, I don't know, he's just been really kind and saying like, where are you? And when he asked them that in the garden, it wasn't that he didn't know where they were. He wanted them to know where they were. And then oh, he like yeah. puts his finger in on your heart and he's like, what's going on in there? What, where are you hiding from? Right. Yeah. And that, I mean, like, that's kind of my process of setting my goals every year. And I like, I'll break them out spirit, soul, body, finances, and relationships. I literally just did that on a journaling page a couple of weeks ago. And on each page was each of those words spirit, soul, body, finances, relationships. And I sat and stared at the blank page with my pen in hand, ready to see what does the Lord want me to do in that part of my life right now in the season I'm in as I am right now, because I've never been this version of me. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That is such a good point. I've never and I and I recently learned a new word that I'm totally going to borrow in this new year. And it's not going to be my word of the year, but I'm going to borrow it because I've been asking God to take back territory on his word, on the authority of his word, the heart for us as his children through his word, the light of his word, the less burdensome of his word, the conviction of his word, the truth, like capital T truth of his word, right? Like everywhere where his word promises to be something, even if it's correction and discipline, asking him to take it back, which is a really scary prayer. Like it's dangerous. Yeah, (laughs) it's dangerous. But here's what I will tell you. I didn't pray it because I'm some holy scholar. I prayed it because I'm sick and tired of people using hashtagged gospel phrases and putting them on cups and putting them on sweatshirts. And it has become so watered down that the world, like non-gospel faith-based Jesus-loving people, are now using the phrases with no gospel connected to it. No authority connected to it. No need to answer to the one that created you, that gave you breath connected to it. And I got frustrated. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit was like, I'm proud of you for being frustrated, but let's talk about why you're frustrated. Why does it rub you? And then it was about me. (laughs) And I was like, man, I was hoping that I could like get on a soapbox and like, you know what I mean? And he's like, no. If you really genuinely want to take back territory in the skin that you're in, in the body that I gave you, we're going to have to talk about what, what's aggravating you, what's frustrating you, what's making you feel uninvited, rejected, intimidated, 
right? And he took me to the scripture in Second Timothy. It says, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Mm-hmm. And if anything that anyone says, not even directly to me, does not give me love, power, and a sound mind, it's fear. It's fear that's rubbing me. It's fear that, you know, their way of doing it is going to taint the truth or whatever it might be, but it's fear. And so I've been asking him, like, would you take this stuff back? So the word that I have adopted um, was shared with me with a really sweet um, sister in Christ who's doing beautiful work with other women to help them find freedom in their own bodies, which was so cool because we live in such a world that like you see someone else doing the work that you know you're called to do and competition starts to rise up. Oh, and then, then it, that then, enemy. Mm. yeah. And then it yeah. starts changing your goals. Right. <laughs> and so right. Yeah. she said, um, based off the Psalm, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. She has realized that in the spaces where she gets to serve women, she's no longer allowed to empower them because the Lord already did that. Mm. The only thing she can do is repower them. And I'm like, repower. Okay. Like, so I've been meditating on it. And and the way she broke it down, she was just like, the Lord has already done the work. He already knit them together. He already has ordered their steps and numbered their days before the earth was formed. He knew them and had a plan in mind. And she's like going down through scripture from Genesis to Revelation of like, the Lord already did it. But it also says in the New Testament that someone cut in and told them that they weren't doing it right. And so they lost their power. The empowering was already, it had already happened from the day they got their first breath. But now we get to come in as ambassadors and conduits to reconnect them to the power source. Yeah, to repower oh, them, that. right? I love that I was so like, much. Oh, I don't know if you made it up yourself or came up with it, but I'm totally gonna borrow it. And what a gift that again, the Lord redeemed the authority behind fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those verses that I was like, if one more person says that, because yeah. we're saying it, but we're not living it, right? And so. The invitation that I've been getting from him, even before the new year starts, it it always comes to me like around October, November. I don't know if it's because it's harvest season and like things are falling away and the pruning and the changing of the leaves. And you know what I mean? Um, That's usually when he starts to sit me down to say, let's look back before you go forward. Mm -hmm. Let's consider what have you done what do you have? What haven't you done with what you have? And there was a saying we used to have in fitness in my pre-Jesus days as a trainer. <laughs> and here's for what it's worth. I came into fitness and that's how I found Christ in mm-hmm. fitness. Yeah. And at some point I got ahead of myself and thought I knew what God was doing with it. And it became about me and less about the gospel. And so I became this trainer that was like, oh, well, that's what they're doing in the culture. That's what they're doing in the diet world. That's what they're eating and drinking and sipping on and snacking on and counting, right? I was doing all the things Mm -hmm. because I wanted to know that I was well-versed in it 
I wanted to know what people were reading. I was reading it. I was telling people to pick up the magazines. I was doing all the things, but there was this saying that we had. And whenever I see this stuff pop up on my Facebook memories, I cringe and I delete it. And I beg God, like, not that we have to beg him, but I will beg him, like, would you help me reach the people that that tainted view, maybe I did something wrong to them to call them back up? Uh, I, you know I, mean? I relate to that so much because I had that of a long season of the same type of thing. Yeah. Um, meaning well, bringing Jesus into my, quote, weight loss journey and workout journey and and trying it's it's that drive that was in there that empower I was empowered to do better and to to be better yep yet my focus was very much on myself thank you diet culture making it about my body was never going to be good enough yeah and so if it's not good enough for the world it, surely it's not good enough for Jesus but not yeah. true and um yeah I relate yeah, I mean, like, man, I'm, I'm just making a note to myself because I want to come back to that whole good enough thing. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for Facebook memories because these things come up and they're reminders to me um, of how far God has brought me. Yes. And how kind he is in the repowering and mm-hmm. the redemption and the reconciling. And to know that I was sitting in uh, the 23rd Psalm um, probably for the last month and a half, just kind of walking through it. And that just that one line in the first verse, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. I sat in that recently and that this is where when I wrote it out, spirit, soul, body, finances and relationships, the Holy Spirit said, if I am your shepherd and I am. Yeah. Right. He was kind to say, like, you've already said, yes, I'm your, I'm still your shepherd. Still your shepherd. Hasn't changed. Hasn't changed. And I know, you know, my voice. I know, you know, my voice. Hey, I want you to know, you know, my voice. Like he's so kind to just say, Hey, Amia, Hey, do you hear me? And I'm like, yeah, I hear you guys. And he's like, see, you still hear me. I'm still your, right. Cause only the sheep will know his voice. Yeah. His sheep know his voice. Like, we're not going to hear the voice of another. We're not going to listen to the voice of another. It may mask itself like him, Mm -hmm. but we are always invited to say, Lord, is that you? And he's he's not going to go quiet on us. Like, he's actually- clarity. Right? He will give us clarity, right? Which is why I call myself a clarity coach, because I'm like, it has to come from these conversations with the Lord of like, you are not an author of confusion. Yeah. You do bring clarity. Your word says, and all you're getting, get understanding. Not for my own personal gain, but like so that I am clear on what you have called me to to do. Um, but that post, the, the saying that I used to have as a trainer was, don't complain about the results you didn't get for the work that you didn't do. Yeah. And we used to say it kind of in this snide kind of, I don't know, like puffed up chest, prideful, like, well, it's your fault that you're not seeing the results. And there's some truth to it, but it's the attitude behind it. Like I could Mm -hmm. see the post and I'd be like, 
oh, she was so full of herself. Like <laughs> somebody needs to grab her by the shoulders and have a good talking to, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but it just, and I've, I've asked friends of mine, I'm like, why didn't y'all sit me down and talk to me back then? They're like, oh, we tried. We tried. Oh man. And I'm like, oh, bless it. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? But again, God in his kindness, when I see those posts, his kindness leads to repentance. Mm -hmm. And I think he lets me see them to see, wow, look at how far you've come. Because I used to be the trainer that would like be in your face. And unless you were sweating profusely and potentially those the sweat turned into tears and you're like, I hate you, Amiya. I'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) I was that trainer like, oh, I killed him today. Now I'm like, I joke in my classes. I'm like, how's everybody doing? And say there's like a room of 10 women or 10 people. I'm like, how's everybody doing? If I hear one person say I'm good. I'm like, I heard one person. How's everybody else? We can stop the class till I know y'all are still breathing. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. And like, I want to, I want them to have fun. I want them to come back. I want the music to speak truth over them. Even if, whether it's a Christian song or a top 40 song or Christmas, whatever. You're like, I want the atmosphere where I'm teaching classes. I don't want them to just come into the gym and get a great workout. I want that workout to change their perspective of life outside of the gym. Yeah. That they're like, oh, this is different. This is different than what I'm used to. She, I had a member come up and say, and this is where I say take, the whole take back territory and God reclaiming spaces where we were. Like God has me back in a big box gym and I was terrified to go back in a gym because I knew me then. I yeah. knew. I fully took advantage of people then. Like, I'm like, oh, they pay me to kill them. And they call mm-hmm. the gym and they ask for me. You know what I mean? Like full of myself. And now like, man, it makes me choked up to know that he would give that space back to me Mm -hmm. and let me take care of people. People that I don't know if they have a relationship with him, but they could through me. And to have one of the members come to me and barely speak English. She just has this beautiful Dominican accent. And she grabbed me by the face. And we're both sweaty. And she hugs me. And she starts kissing my cheek. And she's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Vibe. I love you. Vibe. Te quiero mucho. Te quiero mucho. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I don't know why she came to the gym. I don't know why she picked my class. But I know that for an hour... They're vulnerable. Yeah. And whatever I say to them, however I treat them, my interactions with them, I'm there representing God. Especially if they find out, like they ask me like, hey, are you on Instagram? Can I follow you on Instagram? If I'm one way in the gym and then they come to my Instagram and they're like, that is not who my trainer was. Right, <laughs> like, right. Who's that woman? Right. And to know that I still get to be 100% full of Christ in this setting that is not gospel-centered and represent Him, but I don't have to be in there preaching at people and shaming people with scriptures. 
But having been in the seat that they're in, I can have compassion. I can repower them. You know what I mean? Like, and with the grace that I was given and received, like the receiving end of it is the, that's the, that's the kicker. Cause it's been given to us. The faith has been given to us. The mercy has been given to us. The love has been given to us. In fact, I was reading, um, there was a verse that I've been meditating on that I know I've seen the entirety of the verse, but it had a different meaning this time. And I feel like it's the same God saying like, Hey, can I reclaim some of my word? Right. Um, and it's second Corinthians four. And this is the, the section of scripture that talks about us carrying these treasures in jars of clay. Right. But right before it gets to the good part, right. Cause, cause we know like we're the jar of clay. Yeah, we're just yeah. jars of clay dented and cracked and broken. And I saw something on Instagram recently that talked about how disco balls are put together with broken pieces of glass. And when the light hits the disco ball, that's when the <laughs> joy happens. <laughs> it was like, that's what we are. We're disco balls. I, like, I want to be a disco ball. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. This is so good. Right. Because we all know, right? So we all know in Christian circles, we're like, oh, I've been broken for glory. Mm-hmm. We've sung the songs. And one of my favorite songs on my playlist for my class is The Wound is Where the Light Shines Through. I think it's mm-hmm. uh, Switchfoot or something like, something like that, or Need to Breathe, something like that. And we talk about it's in the brokenness that people can see the light of Christ through the cracks. We don't have to try to patch them up. We talk about the Japanese art form, kintsugi or kintsugi of like pairing the pieces together, mended by gold and the light shines through the gold and it changes the value of the pottery. Right. But it was this, I am always interested in if I read a scripture, what comes before it? Mm-hmm. Because something set the stage, unless it's like the parables. A lot of times it's like one parable after another. And it's just Jesus saying like, well, since you didn't get it the last time, let me put it to you like this. Right. Because <laughs> like, he's just that kind. Right. So I do want to read this to you because it just there was a line in this particular part of the scripture that really just spoke to me as I was coming into understanding my goals and asking God, what do you want me to do? with not just my life, but when people come to me and say, like, could you help me set goals? Could you help me? Here's my goal. And rather than I've learned that if I say, if I ask a person why, defense rises up. Like if someone comes to me and says, like, um, one of my goals for this year is to lose weight and I feel like I need to get my eating under control. I'm not going to say why. Because shame and guilt and all of the negative emotions will start to rise up and they start to build a defense and a case yeah. to say, here's, you don't get to tell me how to live my life. Here's what I want to do. Right? Yeah, right. Right. So rather than ask the why, I try to ask questions that will help people to understand. Like God came to me and says, you know, tell me about that. Yeah. Tell Only me more. more. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where are you? What do you want to do with that? Right. What what kind of plans are you considering and what would you like to do if if this was a goal that you achieved? What would you like to do? What would the outcome look like for you? How would you be different? 
how does this impact your relationship with your family or your significant other or the work that you do, right? To help people to understand, like, let's get to the root of your why without you having to feel like you need to defend yourself. Friend, I am so grateful that you're here and listening to the Old School Food Freedom Podcast. As always, you can find helpful links from today's episode in the show notes. I want to personally thank those of you who make this podcast possible. For over 20 years, Finding Balance has been on a mission to provide Christ-centered resources for those seeking freedom from food and body image issues. If you'd like to join others supporting this ongoing work, you can do so in one of three ways. One, leave a comment and review for the podcast on your preferred podcast app. Two, share the podcast with your network and friends on social media or via text or email. And three, this podcast is made possible because of generous donors. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible donation or become a monthly supporter, you can do so at findingbalance.com forward slash donate. Our key scripture, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.1. So this this uh, scripture in 2 Corinthians 4, it's 1 through 6, and I believe this is the ESV version. Um, It says, therefore, since we have this ministry, because we are shown mercy, we do not give up. Instead, we have renounced secret and shameful things not acting deceitfully or distorting the word of God, but commending ourselves before God to everyone's conscience by an open display of the truth. And that last line, an open display of the truth, has been kind of my like North Star for setting Mm -hmm. goals for the new year, that my life would be an open display of the truth. Capital T. Yes, that is so good. Right? And and then I get to sit with God when he says, like, tell me about that. Are you giving me little T truth? Is there something you're hiding from? Or is it big T truth? And you're willing to be on display to show my love, my patience for you, my joy for you, my kindness, the way I sat with you in long suffering. Mm-hmm. That if I could be, because then the rest of that scripture is, here we are, these earthen vessels, and we carry these treasures in these bodies. Mm-hmm. And what if the treasure that I get to carry is this capital T truth on full display? It's a wonder I don't look like what I've been through, right? right. <laughs> but because of his mercy, I can go back to a goal that I had in 2015 And he says to me, hey, you want to go reclaim some territory and just really make the enemy mad, right? Oh, yeah. And like when I sat with my goals for this year, like I had to write it down because I was like, I need need to share this with somebody. (laughs) The question, one of my um, morning affirmation journals, it gives you these prompts to sit with the Holy Spirit and meditate on his word. And the question was, what God has given me for where God is guiding me is dot, dot, dot. And then you get to sit with the Lord and see what he says to you. And so I wrote, he has given me the training that I need to properly move my body. And I listed out all of the certifications that I've taken, all of the access to moving my body, like good sneakers, 
yeah. a neighborhood with a with a sidewalk. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I have equipment in my house. I've got access to YouTube. I've got friends that I can ask them like, hey, where do you do your workout? I've got RevWell TV. Like, I've, you know what I mean? Like, I've got all these things to my disposal. Some of them are free. Some of them I've already paid the cost and I own them. So I can't say I don't have what I need, right? He's already given me the training to properly move my body because one of my goals is move. And then I sat down and wrote out the rest of my goals. And as I was writing them, because I was going to sit down and, which I'm still going to do it because there's no magic in January 1st. I'm going to sit down and like sit with my goals with the Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. And in each of the areas where I have a goal, I start with what do I already have? What do I need? Who do I need to talk to? What am I still afraid of? What do I yeah. think about the goal? Mm. And I wrote in big words, I lack nothing. So if I lack nothing, what's stopping me? That's amazing. Not to be all and do all and, you know, clean out your pantry and do a full overhaul <laughs> to all of a sudden now have your own Trader Joe's in your closet. Like none of yeah. that, but like like a genuine self-assessment with kindness and without judgment mm -hmm. of like genuinely and going there with God so that the enemy doesn't have an opportunity to, to name anything. So good. And I just want to, I want to say the enemy could already be trying to take this territory from you. As Amia is sharing these things, you could be hearing well, yeah, Amia has all of these certifications and I don't have any. No, you don't need it. Do you need it to participate, to move your body? Absolutely not. You may hear, well, I, I have arthritis or I have um, this condition. I can't, I can't move like I used to. That may be the case. And it's okay. There are, there are ways. There are ways you can move sitting in a chair lying in bed. It doesn't look the way it used to, but gentle. Like I love Amia, when we were talking in our pre-production call, when you were talking about the old you pre-Jesus was very much like beast mode, but like yeah. you've moved into grace mode. And even the word, I just got to be, I, this is a territory take back. Our, our words have power. There is life and death in our words. Yeah. So why would we ever say beast mode when the beast is behind the Come taking on. of your territory? The beast is the reason we're in this Come mess. On. The beast yeah. is the reason you are bound in bondage to diet culture, to eating disorders, to disordered eating, to feeling like a slave to the scale or whatever it is. Um, he, he is keeping you bound, yet this is territory take back where you, through the Holy Spirit living within you, have the power to say, this is where it ends. I'm done with this. I'm not listening to your lies. I'm listening to God's truth with a capital T, all caps, forever. Yeah. <laughs> End yeah. of story. I'm going to go. I'm leaving beast mode behind 
because it's never helped me at all. It's never done anything good for me. And I'm now choosing grace mode and I'm going to learn because it's not going to happen overnight. Chrissy Kirkman's here to tell you. Amia Freeman's here to tell you. (laughs) We are working on grace mode. It's it's a challenge. And I want to also backtrack and say, Amia, thank you for your vulnerability in saying how terrified you were to go back to a big, I think you said big box gym. Yeah. Because as I, my mind wouldn't expect that as an instructor. Why would Mm -hmm. I think that? But you were vulnerable. That's the same thing that I've been struggling with. I've been desiring to go back to a gym because it gets me, like I can walk in my neighborhood all day, but I am less likely to walk in my neighborhood than if I were to go away and go to a gym, but I'm so terrified that I'm going to slip back into old habits. I'm so terrified. Mm-hmm. Look look at this fear. I'm so scared that I'm going to fall back into all the old habits and, I, and I'll get you know, back in that old way that it keep, I have, I need, it's time. I'm not, there's no should, but I, it is, I am feeling more plugged into the power source and, and feeling more courage to step out and do that yep. and take back that territory. Cause he doesn't get, he being the beast, the enemy, yep. Satan doesn't get control of the gym there. He might be yeah. flowing around, sneaking around in there with his demons, but like, Let's be honest. He's he doesn't have control of the gym. He doesn't have control of my mind. I'm yeah. So here, it. like, here's the here's the truth of that is capital T truth. Here's Let's the capital T truth of that is he does not want us to know that we are good. Yeah. Right. He doesn't want us to know from the very beginning all that God created was good, and we are a part of that creation being created in His image. Right. Yeah. Because the enemy was not good enough. He wants us to believe that we are not good enough. Period. Full stop. Right? Yeah. And so everything that he ever does to us, and none of it is new. Mm-hmm. He, he, like he doesn't have the ability to come up with anything new. And I'm sure whoever's listening is maybe you've heard this before, but he doesn't have anything He cannot come up with anything new because he was a created being. He does not have the ability to create. Yeah. That is a God ordained characteristic that we were given. So he's already at odds with us because we have something that he does not. So his goal is to get us to believe that he has this ability to create things where we have the ability to create things. We have the ability to create things with our words. Mm. We've been given these creative gifts, whether it be, you know, in our homes or our marketplace or just the way we are kind with interactions with each other. Like those are creating things because we have that DNA of God and the enemy doesn't and he hates us because of it. Right. And because his pride and his beauty were his fall as women, he's coming after Mm. either to get us to be proud and prideful. And I don't mean proud as in like, this is the way the Lord created me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. That's a different kind of proud. That's honor and favor and dignity and mercy and grace and walking in the fullness of who God made you. I'm talking boasting pride. Yeah, right? right. The boasting pride. He wants us to either live in that as our identity or to be living in this space of 
we don't know we're beautiful. We see someone else and we want to be that kind of beautiful. We assume that beauty is supposed to look a certain way as if God ran out of ideas when it came to beauty. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) Like, I mean, like you look at the changing of the seasons and the like people will drive across the world just to watch the leaves change. Yeah. And that is a full display of God's joy and kindness. You watch a sunset, you see, you know, the Bible says, look at the wildflowers, right? If you literally see a field of wildflowers that no one planted, you see a full display of God's creativity and beauty. And the enemy knows that we are that. And so he wants to rob us of walking in that. And your body, your mind, your sweat, (laughs) your ability to move your body, whatever that looks like, whether you are chair bound, wheelchair bound, moving, you know, more gently or slower and you need to take classes that are more like mind body connected or you are, you know, a, a crazy cardio lady like I used to be like whatever the thing is and how you move your body. It's a full display. It's second Corinthians four. It's an open display of truth. And truth and love, because if you only do it out of love, there's a really good chance that you miss the truth that you need, which is where the discipline comes in, not in a regimented, rigid, obsessive discipline, restrictive discipline, but truth and love allow you to walk in freedom. It allows you to go in grace mode. It allows you to know that the scripture says it's for true freedom, real freedom, capital T freedom that you've been set free. Not kind of sort of maybe tomorrow like she did it, (laughs) but the freedom that you need. Yeah. Yeah. For the bondage that you walked out of, Mm -hmm. for the territory that you get to take back. Here's the freedom to go back into that land and your freedom is going to be a different kind of weapon than someone else's because it's a different land. It's a different outfit. Someone's territory take back might be desert. So you're going to dress like you're in the desert, right? So your freedom outfit is going to be in the desert. If your free, if your territory where you're going back to take back territory is in blistering cold weather, God's going to outfit you with the battle gear to go back into the cold. Right. Yep. If it, I told my husband, like, I can tell when I'm in take back mode because my outfit that I choose to go teach my classes, I'm suited up Ephesians six head to toe. Yeah. Um, There's a song, (laughs) there's a song, she's a Christian artist. And I want to say it's, um, oh, what is her name? But the song is called E6. Okay. And when she sings the song, it's about Ephesians six. She's like, when I got to get up, I got to suit up. It's look, now I'm, I'm, now I'm getting my phone for my playlist so I can <laughs> give you the exact person because I need y'all to know this song. Yeah. But it's the song is called E6. And she says, I got to put on my Ephesians 6. It's Evie McKinney, E-V-V-I-E McKinney. And the song is called E6. And she talks about 
getting her full armor on because if she doesn't, she's not going to be ready for the appropriate battle Mm. nor the territory. Right. And I, like I said, I told my husband when I, I can tell when I'm in take back mode, not in a prideful way. Right. Right. But in a I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. He already told me to be bold and courageous and to not be afraid. He already told me that he's going to be with me. My simple prayer is Christ within me. Holy Spirit surround me from Psalm 91. God goes before me when I'm in take back mode. That's my prayer. It's been my prayer for all of 2022, 2023. And when I'm in take back mode, my outfit looks like I'm ready to go to work. And sometimes it's out of my comfort zone. Sometimes it's outfits that some of my friends are like, I was wondering when you were going to put the black leggings away and like put on some color. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, like to show up. Yeah, Yeah. There was a season... There was a season um, as a Revelation Wellness instructor that I had a fellow instructor say to me, we were headed to Arizona to, to host a retreat. And I got to serve as a small group leader. And she said, I feel like the Lord wants you to know that you get to wear really bright leggings and show up and take up space. And I, she had no clue that I needed to know that. She had no clue because I was battling with the lie of you're too much. You're too much because the lie that comes from me is you're too much and you're not enough, right? Because the enemy knew that he was both too much and not enough. And I had um, recently had a writing coach say to me, well, isn't it just like the enemy to take the Lord's words and twist them? For sure. Because the enemy would say, oh, my word, you're so much. But the Lord says, do you know how much I love you? So much. So much. So much. And it makes me think of the Crowder song that says, like, if grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. Sinking, yes. So much. <laughs> right? Howie loves That's us. I'll, I'll link these in the show notes. Us. Yes. Yeah. Grace mode. Howie loves us so much. So grace mode for me on some days might be, hey, I'm just going to be really kind to myself and just be at home with my dog. Mm-hmm. Or it might look like calling a friend and say, hey, I know that you recently joined a gym. Um, Do you think I could go with you as your guest to a gym that I've never been to? Right. And I'll I'll tell you for what it's worth at the beginning of the year, gyms want you there. It would be a really good opportunity for you to go and test out a couple of places. And maybe you and a friend say, hey, let's go try that new gym down the street. Maybe you start with a smaller studio, or maybe you contact the big box gym and ask them like, what do your classes look like? Um, uh, It's been a while since I've been in a class. I've never tried a class. Uh, Which class would you recommend? And most front desks at the gym, like a bigger gym or even a smaller studio, they'll tell you if, if this is your first time or it's been a while, these are the classes that we suggest that you come and take. Or sometimes they'll have a class that's a special class set aside for first timers, whether it's the first time in their studio or first time working out. And January is a really good time for you to like take advantage of those one week passes or a few day passes. There's no obligation. You have nothing to lose. If you walk away and you're like, that's terrible. I'm never going back. Great. Now, you know, you know, (laughs) 
That's yeah, actually you know. really helpful because I think a lot of us could be thinking, ooh, that's the worst time to join the gym because everybody's joining the gym and we don't mm-hmm. want to deal with that because that's my mentality. There's always some excuse that I've been allowing mm-hmm. the enemy to tell me. And yeah, and I agree with it. It's agreements. I'm making agreements. And it's just time to take back the territory that he's been trying to steal. Because again, God has already won. God has won this victory. He is with us. We are not alone. He is walking. We will walk together. If that's walking in our neighborhood, if that's walking on a treadmill, yeah, who knows? If that's walking from your building at work to your vehicle, whatever that walking looks like. If it's walking, I mean, maybe it's dancing. He'll dance with us. Well, let's um, let's transition into our wrap up. Amia, can you describe the last time you experienced true freedom? What did it look like in your life? Yeah, it. The craziest thing is that it came on the heels of a deep season of grief hmm. that I genuinely learned again. God in His kindness, taking back the authority of His word, I learned what Nehemiah means when it says the joy of the Lord is my strength because on on the heels of of a deep season of grief I'd have these moments where joy would just rise up and it could be dancing in a class it could be the work at the senior center it could be connecting with my kids um a phone call with some friends where just like this deep belly laugh comes out to the point that you cry. I love it. Love Um, it. Yeah. Or like seeing a video of my son dancing, like my middle son Mm. dances like a genius. And like when he dances, when she she shares (laughs) these videos, I know what she's talking about. I mean, he's not my son, but like when I see him, I'm like, yes, this is it. Oh, good. He dances from his soul. Like, he doesn't care who's around. It's just him and the music. And it just brings me pure joy. And it finally clicked. That's someone said to me, Amia, joy is one of your greatest weapons. When you, um, like, when you let it out, it tears down so much in other people. And she's and and they knew the grief that I had walked through, and they said like, it brought me joy to see you have joy. And they didn't know I was still in the grieving process. And the Holy Spirit started showing me like that's part of the process of freedom is knowing that you can carry both joy and sorrow at the same time. That you don't have to exchange one for the other. Um, that it it's part of knowing that a lot of joy is birthed out of sorrow that you begin to embrace life in this way that you, you value where it says, I think it's in Proverbs. Would you show me, um, would you show me the depth of life so that I could start honoring your word? Mm -hmm. Would you just, would you show me that God? Because, it, I mean, and it's, it's the scripture that says, death, where's your victory? Where's your sting? Not to disregard or dishonor, like go through the grieving process. Let grief have its place. It's supposed to happen. It's part of the cycle of life. I've, I've been taught that we grieve because we loved, yeah. right? And we have joy, not because of, 
and I don't mean like joy where some Christian circles will say, well, yes, you want joy. You don't want happy because happy means something had to happen. No, because like there are scriptures that say like, get glad, right? That we get to have where there was mourning, we get to have the oil of gladness. That's not joy. That's happiness, right? Yeah. And he, the Holy yeah. Spirit said to me a couple of years ago, I have called you to be a keeper of the oil. And he took me to the verse of the oil of gladness and he took me to Nehemiah. <laughs> joy is my strength. Joy is my strength. It comes from abiding. It comes from letting his presence wrap around me. It comes from being willing to go afraid. Yeah. To answer him when he says, where are you? To go back into the territory where the enemy thought he had you. And and he realizes, oh man, she's not down. She's back up. She might be crawling, but she's up. Yeah. She's got breath in her lungs. Here we go. Right. She's got people with her. She's got a whole army. She's got people cheering her on from heaven. Wait, wait a second. And she's got the Lord on her side. Oh, I lost. Yeah. Yep. And to know that like I can come out of a season of grief that felt very much like a furnace. Yeah. Right. Like I think of the story in Daniel, like I get to come out of the furnace, not smelling like smoke because of the fact that the Lord was with me Mm -hmm. and I come out dancing. I come out dancing. Right. Right. All, all those flames are just right. flickering just off of my disco of ball, right. broken glass. <laughs> oh, that's the greatest. Right. Oh. Right. Yeah. And it just, and like, for me, part of the freedom that I'm walking in now is knowing like, I don't have to apologize for my tears. I don't have to apologize for my freedom. I don't have to apologize for the areas of grace that I've received. I don't have to apologize for wanting more grace, like not more grace because there's not enough, but wanting more understanding of how do I walk this out to wanting to lean into God. I don't have to apologize for wanting to go deep. No, I don't have to apologize for my joy. If I'm too much, bless it. Like you just let the Lord clean that confetti up. Cause like yeah. <laughs> me and Jesus are going to have a confetti party and I'm, I'm going to let him handle you, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but for a long time, I didn't walk in that freedom. I didn't walk in. I apologized for the joy or I toned it down because people said I was too much or because they mocked me. And now I'm like, I don't care. I kind of don't care. Like I care, but I don't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's true freedom. I mean, that really is walking in true freedom when you can arrive at that place. Oh, it's so good. Amia, thank you for being here. (laughs) This was every bit of what I dreamt it would be. I'm so thankful um, for everything that God spoke through you today. And I think it's going to be so freeing. I pray that listener friend, that this has changed your thoughts about what 2024, whatever, I don't even know when you're listening, but whatever the this new year, this next day, your next step, I pray that it, it changes your thoughts, that it helps you get closer to where God wants you to be with him stepping into the territory he has already won for you, that he's created for you to walk in 
and that you can do it together. And if you have, you know, if you need a community, Finding Balance has a community for you. Amia, I know she's in communities that um, yeah. that are available for you as well. Uh, also, Amia, you have two journals that you have created, written, right? I'm going to yes. link those in the show notes. Fearlessly Authentic Prayer and Gratitude Journal for Body Appreciation and Roots of Redemption and Reconciliation Prayer Journal for Spending Quality Time with God. I am so excited. I've put them both in my Amazon book list. So I can't wait to get these because um because I've seen you really ought to follow Amia too on Instagram because she shares so many uplifting, encouraging, positive things. And I love your the journal stuff that you share, like mm-hmm. your own personal journaling. Every now and then you will let us into that. And oh, it touches my heart. So I will link all that in the show notes. Thank you so much again, Amia. I can't wait for our dance party. I know. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Old School Food Freedom Podcast. For over 20 years, Finding Balance has been helping people walk in freedom by discovering where Jesus fits into their struggles with food and body image. If you want more biblical truth and encouragement, head on over to FindingBalance.com and subscribe to our free daily vitamin devotional. While you're there, explore our Christ-centered, lasting freedom online course and small group tools. You can help keep this ministry going by donating today at FindingBalance.com. See you next time. The content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose, treat, or prescribe a particular course of action. If you have or suspect you may have an eating disorder, please consult your health care provider. If you desire to receive faith-based care, visit ChristianTreatmentFinder.com to browse professionals with a kingdom campaign against eating disorders.